Welcome to That Food and Wine Show with Nerida. You're listening to That Food and Wine Show and I'm Nerida and I'm sitting here beside Rebecca Drummond who's the vigneron of Fallen Giants Winery in Halls Gap region. How are you Rebecca? I'm great thanks Nerida, how are you? Good thank you. So you've just done something very exciting. Do you want to tell our listeners about what's happened? We went to the Melbourne Royal Wine Awards recently and we picked up the Best Victorian Shiraz, um, Best Australian Shiraz and the Jimmy Watson Trophy for the Best Young Red. So, oh, my gosh. Congratulations first up. What, thank you. Like, it's an extraordinary achievement. I've got so many questions for you. Tell us about your winery. How did you get... How did you become a vigneron? Well, um, we were always interested in wine. Um, I, this is a family-owned winery, so... My brother and I have been um, running this and my parents also um, are involved. So we bought this back in 2013 from the Rathbone Wine Group. But previous to that, when uh, Aaron and I were teenagers, we decided to give it as a, so have a go at um, making wine. And so we took over this little vineyard. And, uh, Which is pretty extraordinary because I was interested in wine too when I was a teenager, but in a different way to you. Yeah, yeah, we did a terrible job. We did it. We did a bad job of the vineyard, and we didn't do a great job of making it. But it was a, it was a bit of a fun experience at the time, and I think it gave us a little bit of perspective about how hard it is actually to to yes. make wine. You think, oh, we'll just chop these canes off, and and it'll grow grapes, and it'll be amazing, and. You know, you ferment it and, and you're done. But it gave us um, a lot more awareness of how, how that was. Yeah, so that was that was fun. And then we sort of went off and, and did our things. I went into um, uh, global markets in currency and um, currency derivatives. He continued into the wine industry and went to work for the Rathbone Wine Group, which was Mount Langey, Yering Station, Xanadu. Um, Love Xanadu wines, by yeah, the way. <laughs> yeah, they're fantastic, aren't they? And so... He uh, he was working there and I was I was in banking and then um, he started a winery called Circe um, with Dan Buckle who was also at Mount Langy at the time but then is now at uh, Domain Chandon. Then I had a couple of kids yes. and the how um, old are they now? They're thirteen and ten. Okay. Two girls and they... So homeschooling's been fun. Homeschooling's been great. (laughs) (laughs) Working and homeschooling. How do you go working with your brother? Because, you know, a lot of families, I mean, are a circus anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so working with Aaron, we've always got on really well. um, But I think we have very different strengths and we're aware of our strengths and our weaknesses and I think we really complement each other. Well, for a start, I was going to say, you've got banking skills. (laughs) Yes. And financial skills, which you yes, actually yes. really need to run any yes. business. <laughs> and um, Aaron's great at the business side as well. Uh, he's over in New Zealand, um, managing director of Craggy Range over there. So he's got he's got amazing knowledge and skills um, in that side of things. And I, I love the vineyard and the operational mm. side of that. So uh, we work really well. We don't we really don't have um, any issues together. With working together, so I'm really. If fortunate. you do, how do you sort it out? Like, if he wants to do this and you think it's a terrible idea, or vice versa. I think we both uh, have that ability to listen to each other's opinions on something because he he's got a lot of great ideas, and um, so he will say, "Oh, I really think this," and and we'll talk it through the the positives and the negatives of it. And, oh, that's so um, gorgeous. So I think we we sort of respect each other's opinions and we listen. We're not dead set on on how we're going to oh. 
go in a business direction. So it's really great having that relationship. So moving forward, so you worked away on this winery and how do you go about being in the running for any kind of award? Well, yeah, it, it came back to, I guess, the, the vineyard when we bought it. Um, we loved this vineyard. The first time we drove up the driveway and it's a spectacular view. It's got this mountain range behind it, the Sarah Range and the Mount William Range. And we just both had this sort of that goosebumps feeling that this was a really special place. Um, and it's in the Grampians. It is those. in the Grampians, yeah. yeah. So Western Victoria. It's about uh, two and a half, three hours from the city, from Melbourne City. And it's just spectacular. It's on the slope of a mountain and you just get this magnificent view of vines and and mountains and we loved it so much and Aaron was working for Rathbones at the time and um, we knew that they were looking to to sell this vineyard it's a small vineyard comparative to to the Mount Langy vineyards and it's an hour away so really hard to manage from an equipment perspective and a staffing perspective so and it was supplement to their needs so they were looking to to sell it and we were fortunate enough to to be able to buy it and um Trevor Mast actually used to own this vineyard and he's sort of the father of Australian Shiraz, I think. He's, oh, wow. And he loved this vineyard and so I still have all his notes. And Oh, that is, I mean, <laughs> even that is so special. Yes. I've got goosebumps hearing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And and one of the awards we won, the Best Australian Shiraz, is actually the Trevor Mast Award. <gasps> oh, so that to me just meant so much. <laughs> and, um, and Inika, his daughter, actually presented the trophy to me and I just felt it felt so, so special to, <laughs> to get that award from them. So yeah when we we bought this vineyard we we knew it was a special vineyard it had that special feeling we we'd loved the wine coming off it and and we just we thought there are so many things we can do so much potential in this vineyard um, we always wanted to move it to organics so we've been going down that process so we're three years into the conversion for that. Can I ask a question about organic? I've yes. got lots of questions still because sure. that's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I think organic farming, especially in a vineyard, vineyard, yep. is it vineyard or vineyard? Vineyard, yeah. yeah. But it is spelt like vineyard. So yeah. You could, you know. <laughs> potato, potato. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> when, when you... Um, when you say, or when I think organic grapes, I think bugs, pests, yeah. um, and not cost efficient. Yep. So, yeah. am I right? <laughs> uh, it's definitely harder. Uh, it is definitely a, a harder way to farm. But, uh, you know, from my perspective, I work in the vineyard. My kids are working in the vineyard. Um, but you and can't be standing there shooing the pests away no, manually. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and you just want. I've noticed the difference in the soil and the health of everything, and I think there can be a better balance um, in an ecosystem. And my idea is to try and um, bring in beneficial insects and beneficial plants and things where you create um, something that can actually... Natural pest resistance. Natural pest control. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, with organic farming... You, we're very lucky we don't have a lot of disease pressure. It's a very windy vineyard, which has its own challenges with nets blowing away mm. and, and all that sort of thing. Um, it, it means we have less disease pressure that you might get on the Yarra Valley or Mornington yeah. Peninsula because we don't have that moisture in the air. So that makes it a little easier because we don't need um, as many mm. things to spray on the vine. In terms of nutrition, you just use all natural non-synthetic fertilizer so you can still there's still fertilizers out there mm. i mean a bit of cow poo yeah can't go wrong, that's it we, we use compost uh, and then yeah natural 
natural sprays to add any nutrient deficiency that we have. So it's just about knowing what you can and can't use. It um, sounds so much more palatable for me to drink. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you actually think about it, you th- yeah. I think, gosh, that sounds instantly so much more like a drink that I want to have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. And then uh, undervine, we don't herbicide obviously, uh, but we've been doing undivine cold fading. I've experimented a little what bit with... What does that mean? Um, it <laughs> means uh, you are, you turn the soil under the vines to, to just... It, just a couple of, un, a couple of inches under the soil, it chops the roots of the weeds ah. and, and turns the soil over. So it's just okay. kind of turning the weeds over without going too deep yeah, um, to into the, the soil. The, yeah, the vines. Yeah, yeah. that's right, and... and doesn't um, mess with the soil structure, but it's one way to get rid of the weeds that have been. That's I might try that compete. at home. Yeah, it's 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 a little more work, but it's a uh, no. It's good, and and you know I notice when I'm turning the soil now the amount of insect activity in the soil and worms. It's and the soil is definitely getting richer oh, from not spraying just, it. So I love it. That's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah. So in in that term, you just got to find something to replace something else. I'm, I'm still looking at maybe um, undervine planting with uh, things that will die back yes. and sort of create the, a, a mulch, I guess, over the, the growing season yeah. because we do have very dry, infertile soils up there, so we really so can't... So protect and keep the moisture there. Yeah, that's it, and we don't want anything out competing um, because it's hard enough to get the vigour in the, in the vines already, so... There's still fascinating. There's <laughs> still so much experimenting to do and, and you know, we're not we're not dead set that we've found the way to do it. Um, we just you've just gotta find what works in your vineyard mm. and, and, and that's you've got to get to know the vineyard first to work out. And clearly you've worked that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you, you oh my gosh. walk up and down those rows and you know, you get to know all the vines and the and the vineyard itself and it does take, you know, trial and error and as I said, we're still along that path. It's not we're not at the end and we're still progressing and, and that's the exciting thing. You get a trophy like this, which is sort of you feel like you're on the right track yes, and, yes. and there's still so much more potential we feel like we can unleash. So tell me, again, just going back to the awards, mm-hmm. so how do you put yourself in the running and did you have to actively do that? Did someone approach you? Um, with the um, Melbourne Royal Wine Awards, you, you, you submit your wines. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we do that. We submit our wines like a lot of wineries around Australia do. And who judges them? Uh, they have a judging panel. So clearly I wasn't on yeah, it. No. <laughs> Me <laughs> Shame. <laughs> so they're all uh, professionals and wine judges. They might be winemakers. Um, and it's not specified necessarily who the, who the judges are. I know Matt Harrop this year was the chief judge and I think he was for the last three years. So I think they can do three years of chief judging. I'm not completely across the wine show judging. And then they do a tasting, it's blind tastings. So they put out all the wines that are sort of competing and they, they taste the wines and it's multiple judges for different categories. So our Shiraz uh, was obviously in the Shiraz category and then they move forward. So they award medals and then I think the gold medalists, not 100% sure, but I think they compete for the trophy. Mm. So then um, that would be like best Victorian Shiraz and then the trophy winners for the different categories different state categories for Shiraz then go forward to the compete for the Trevor Mars trophy okay and then 
the one that wins that, I believe, then goes into the Jimmy Watson trophy round and that would be against all other red wine categories so oh cabernets and pinots and, and so how do grenache and everything it's like I, I because i'm actually fortunate enough to judge different things at the, the australian food awards at the showgrounds and we sometimes have to judge chili and marmalade as what's the best overall uh, and yeah, it's and comparing yeah how do you go with comparing apples and oranges i mean a shiraz is different to a chardonnay is different to a yeah so it's only Absolve. the reds that are competing for the Jimmy Watson because it's best young red. Oh, okay. They also have to be one or two-year-old, so only the 2019 and so 2020s. Down. Yes. Yeah. So it has to be a young red because I believe it's um, it's about the Jimmy Watson trophy was about a commercial young red and you have to have produced more than 250 okay. dozen and be holding it at the time. Okay. So, um, so it's a commercial wine rather than just, you know, you make one yes. barrel of the yeah. most amazing wine, but no one can ever get their hands on it. Yes, so. and I've had that happen before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. So um, I'm not exactly sure how they do it, but the, the judges have, uh, you know, they're all professionals and have amazing palates and then they mm. judge the wines based on, you know, their structure and... And a lot of aspects, which I, I certainly can't talk to yeah, about. No, top secret. No, um, no I, I don't. Uh, not, Let's just yeah. go with top secret. Top secret. Oh, yeah, we'll just go with that. Yeah. So uh, then they, yeah, then they judge which one they think is the best, the best young red wine. So yeah, oh, we were. I can't believe it. Um, yeah, and Matt said it was, you know, it was a really tough year. There were so many amazing wines. Yes. So it made it even more special that we won in in an amazing year with with such a tough competition. I imagine it would be tough competition because, you know, we've been locked down for about two years. <laughs> so what else is there to do? Yeah. <laughs> make, make great wine. Yeah, and 19 for us was was an amazing vintage. You know, uh, walking around and tasting that fruit in the vineyard. It was it was one of those years where we we really thought the fruit was amazing. What makes the fruit amazing more one year than another? It's it's very much about vineyard and weather and you know all the stars aligning. You do everything you can and then some years you could end up with a fire nearby and, and mm. get smoke taint or you know Just a do rain a smoke event line. and yeah very smoky <laughs> you know a rain event and then you know you, you mm. might get hail or or moisture or you know just there's so many things. When you're, it, it is farming, mm, you know, vineyards yes, are yes. just farming just like anything else and and the weather is is very, very a big very much a big factor yes. on and the season. Victoria. Yes. <laughs> so Jimmy just for our listeners again, Jimmy Watson Award is the most prestigious award that you can win. Yeah, it's one of industry. one of them, yeah. Jimmy Watson, yep. most people would think is a pub. Yes. In Ligon Street yep. in Melbourne. Yes. How does this reflect back the history a little bit about the Jimmy Watson family or Jimmy well, Watson himself? I think um, Jimmy Watson was was a great advocate for uh, for wine, probably in a time when wine wasn't as you know a topic of conversation really like it yeah. like it is now. And and he was he was a great advocate for that. And and the Watson family still still own that pub and they Gosh. still support the awards. So um, wow. Nigel Watson actually presented that trophy to me so wow. it's it's just the, uh, the amount of history and they continue they had to the first ever this. real wine cellar or wine store yes. so that people could yes. go and actually have categorized wine yeah that's there. right and and their knowledge was amazing and you know we do have a, a lot of great wine shops now uh you know city and and out in suburbs and 
regional areas where there's a lot of knowledge, but that wasn't really a thing back then. No. And, and that was one of one of those places where they really, really knew their wine. And I yeah, think back then it was great kind of industry. most people would just buy their cask of Coolabar. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Pop it in the fridge. So I think you know they were probably you know definitely leaders in this yeah. in the way it's gone and. and uh, possibly you know contributed in in the growth of wine and wine knowledge and and with that growth of wine knowledge people expect more and the yeah. wine industry in Australia is just amazing what do you personally enjoy drinking oh i i like drinking all different wines and i particularly love trying things i haven't tried um i love going into a wonderful wine shop with someone that has you know great knowledge and just saying um pick yeah. something for me yeah that's it and and uh, yeah, that's that's my favourite thing. Trying new ones. I I don't stick to to the same ones. I I love trying different ones. Which is ones. so good because it 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 I guess it ignites your imagination in yeah. some ways. Yeah, definitely. And gives you ideas about different flavour profiles yeah. and different things that you may not have yeah, considered that's it. possible. And I think there's been a lot of growth in the industry in terms of uh, new varieties. I know out in the Grampians, we've got some new producers that. Um, are producing new varieties, uh, and there's a, there's a lot of you know young up and coming winemakers, mm. you know, experimenting with with new and different varieties that will work well in the Australian climate. So you've produced a certain amount of this award winning wine, and yes. I guess did you win a, a physical trophy to put on your mantelpiece to go we into did. the pool room? <laughs> I've put it in the cellar door <laughs> so everyone can appreciate it. But right. it is a stunning. Um, the Jimmy Watson is a stunning. Uh, crystal trophy oh. with this this lovely fresco, this you know. Thing yeah, that's it. This silver <laughs> engraved with our name on it, so it's always going to be ours. Very so, exciting. Yeah, that's it. And what else are the benefits for you of winning this award? Well, uh, we are selling out of wine very fast, so uh, I don't think we've ever we had so many online sales. Uh, we, we, Do you know what that means? <laughs> Price needs to go up. Oh yes. <laughs> Supply well, and demand. <laughs> yeah, well, we won. Obviously, when we won this, we thought that, you know people. It's a thirty-five dollar wine, which yes. is which is a really reasonably yes. priced wine, and we wanted as many people as possible to be able to try it oh. and experience it. So we put a six bottle limit on the website so that everybody could, could buy it. Yeah, that's right. So lots and lots of people can try it. And, and we're only a small family yes. winery, so a lot of people would never have heard of us before. Yeah. So it is nice to for people to be able to to try our wines and, yeah. and see more about us, learn oh more about goodness. us. Well, you know, in a couple of years' time, if you have any left, like do you keep any for sort of special release? Or? Yeah, we do keep museum stock because we do back vintage tastings mm. as well. So we always keep, we'll keep a bit more of this one, I think, oh. for our back vintage. You should. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Are you sorry you didn't make more now? <laughs> we made as much as we could. It was actually quite a good vintage, so that was good. The 20 vintage is, is about a quarter of the size, so I'm, I'm kind of glad that one didn't win, but the 19 vintage was a, was a good size. That's so good. And that's the thing. You are limited with how much you can mm. make. You can't necessarily re- replicate it identically. No. no, you can't. You get what you get off the vineyard and, and that's the grapes we got. And it, it all comes from our vineyard, yeah. which is lovely. So, you know, people will be drinking our wine and they're looking out of the sorry, vineyard. This is what people say when they say estate grown. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. It means so from your parcel yes. of land. Yeah, it's all single vineyard. Uh, so we make two Shirazes, two levels. So we have our premium Shiraz, which is called our Block 3. And then this is our estate Shiraz, which is our, you know, our normal Shiraz. Um, the Block 3 isn't um, 
didn't qualify for Jimmy Watson because we don't make enough of it. Oh, so okay. we usually make 150 to 200 dozen. But it would still be spectacular. Oh, yes, and, and that was the, you it's know... It's a we, bargain for people to, <laughs> to kind of go, well, yeah. we've got the twin. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I can't wait for that one. We we make that so it does actually get released about a year later than mm-hmm. the than the normal one. So we've just released our 19 Shiraz and the 19 Block 3 will be released in, in about a year. Yeah, it's such a wonderful story and we need lovely stories like this. Yeah. You know, there are just so many things that go into selling anything. Yes. But wine, you know, and and, and celebrations and sharing are now a priority. And I think we all appreciate that so much more than we ever have before. So I think people don't mind now going out and you know, spending money on good quality, award-winning produce and supporting local producers because they just know that it's going to be amazing. There's so much love that's gone into it. Our appreciation for this kind of product is just off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we love our vineyard. We love our little business. Uh, and just one other quick question. Your mum and dad, so you said yep. that they were involved in the beginning. Yeah. Yep. What's their involvement now? Um well, um, my mum and my dad and my stepdad, they, they come and help me out. So in vintage, they're, they're out there helping netting and helping Aww. pick and helping label boxes of wine and, and all those sorts of things. And so, now they can really break yeah. to their friends. Definitely, definitely. About their clever, clever children <laughs> yeah. and their fabulous winery. Yeah, no, but they're, they're great support as well and they just, yeah, they're, they're always there. Whatever, whatever I need, they're, they're there. Oh, beautiful. Well, Rebecca, it's been absolutely joyful just chatting to you and finding out about your business and finding out about this amazing award-winning wine. If people want to buy it, where can they? Uh, Our website is uh, fallengiants.com.au. So we still have some stock there. We've got a salad or in Halls Gap as well. Um, There is lots of accommodation. If people want to go there for a weekend, a bit far for a day trip for some people. Yes, that's right. what, What do they... There is a lot of accommodation. There's, there's way more accommodation than there is permanence in, in Halls Gap. Oh, so, okay. yeah, no, lots of accommodation, but it is really busy at the moment. I yeah, think everybody is staying local uh, this year. So you definitely have to... Pre-book. To pre-book, yep. yes. You wouldn't want to turn up there and, and try and get accommodation at, at no. this time of the year. So, uh, yeah, so plenty of great places to stay in Halls Gap. Lots yeah. and lots of accommodation. Okay, so the website one more time. Fallengiants.com.au. Excellent. Yeah, beautiful lady and just such a a wonderful story about this iconic sort of parcel of land and grapes that have been there longer than us. Yes, it's it's nearly, um, it's 50... 53 years old, our vineyard, so oh. it was it was beautiful, yeah. Just older than me. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, look, I can't wait to see all your next awards that you're going to sweep. <laughs> Thank and you. And I think you will have to build, build a pool room at this point. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for inviting me along. Pleasure. You're listening to that Food & Wine show. I'm Nerida. For more snackable content, visit thatfoodandwineshow.com.au.